So Pat Moran with Healthier Money here doing another podcast. I'm with Christine Ellis today. Yes, um, sir. You're going to bring a different perspective to this to our podcast. I know that we had the uh, we were honored to be able to speak with Governor Ducey recently uh-huh. in, in the political world, and I know that you're actively Correct. involved in the uh, uh, upcoming elections and political world. Talk about what you're trying to do and, and what's going on. What's going on is that I live in Chandler. Okay. And I've been in Chandler for 32 years. And then right now, I would love to kind of really, really serve at that higher level. Okay. And so I'm running for city council for the city of Chandler. And, and so it's when a you great talk place about, to be. Okay, so what are some of the things that you see yourself doing? Well, at this point, I'm looking at four different pillars, uh, okay. which is higher education and reaching our neighborhood, more free market solution, and embracing diversity. Those are the places where I think that I can really make an impact in the city. We have a great thriving city, very innovative city where things are really happening. I don't think if you even noticed or even known that Chandler is the only place in the world where we have in the self-driving uh, testing cars. Where huh. is in Chandler right now. So things are happening in Chandler that is really open in the world for the people in Chandler and those who are moving there. And in those four pillars that I'm talking about, I think that I can really make an impact. Good for you. Yeah. Isn't Chandler really becoming uh, a, a fairly decent hub, too, for technology? Absolutely. That's why we call ourselves a city of innovation. Okay. So innovation is really the top there. We have Intel that started sure. years ago. As a matter of fact, my husband was one of the first that came out of Barbados because they had a plant there, and he came and helped open the one on Chandler Boulevard. Right. Isn't it like a, it's a pretty big facility out well, there, Well, yeah. Right? Not only they have that one, and then they have another fab that is uh, south of Chandler. Wow, that's that's really big. They are one of our most, I think, the top employers there. So, talk about Chandler. I mean, I know it's a suburb of Phoenix. Yes. And uh, uh, what's the demographic? What you know? I love Chandler. That let's talk about why I love Chandler. All right, let's uh, go. Why why Chandler is what who what Chandler is right right now? Let's go. Chandler, we really started very small. We are in our centennials right now with the years. So this is a city that's been around for a long time. A few families. You're talking about the AJs and the Dobson families. A lot of different families. The Bashes families. A lot of those people started in Chandler years years ago. Is it a younger dynamic? Yeah, there's a lot of young people in Chandler. We're looking at uh, a lot. But we also have some really strong family, like the Payne family, um, the, um, you know, different families that are really, really been there for a long time. Uh, But at the same time, the city have grown. And right now, currently, we are sitting in, uh, right before the census right now, we are sitting at about 286,000 people that are living in that city at this time. Gosh, I remember growing up. Yes. It didn't even exist. Exactly. So this you is know? what we we're talking about. So right. Some of the high school, we have five big major high school there. Wow. Some of the high schools have over uh, 34 to 4,000 kids in those That's high amazing. schools. So Chandler's really grown that way. We have a magnificent mayor and a team and staff that works. Our council is governed with... Um, six members okay. in the council plus our mayors making it seven okay what, what the council does is that it brings the vision to the city and then we have a city manager and the staff that kind of run it out i'll usually say that uh the city manager is the neck and then uh, the okay. head is the council so you can you know with your imagination see how that works how 
So how from Haiti do you end up in Phoenix? Oh my goodness, this is how a lot of people want to know. Well, why do you have a seat at this table? Why are you here? Where you came from? Well, I came into the country when I was 17 years old. My dad had already immigrated here in 1970 in Nyack, New York. I always said upstate New York, but it's not. It's about an hour and a half from. Right. I love uh, to spend from, some time in Buffalo. Yes. Well, Buffalo is way up, so yeah. we're in Nyack, right off the Hudson River. So being an immigrant, um, my I came way after my dad in 1982. Okay. I came to visit and I decided to stay because I wanted to go to school. So I went to school there. While I was in school, after I finished, I spent one year in high school. And then right, I was doing, while I was in high school, I was doing ESL and English at the same time. <laughs> so you can imagine, sure. it was a culture shock for me too, being grown up in Catholic school, right? right? And then now finding myself in a high school in Queens with all this rambunctious young men and women that I had no idea who they were. So, but I navigated to it and um, became stronger. And then through that, after I left New York, okay. I met my husband in Texas, actually, at the airport in Houston. Okay. Wow. And within a year, we were married, and I moved to Arizona. So that's how I came to Arizona. Oh, we're so I've been in Arizona now, for, and Chandler particularly, between Chandler. I've never really lived that much in another other city. Um, Christine, I, I know there's a, a, a lot of hardship and things that yes, have happened, unfortunately, yes. to Haiti. Um, yeah. Do you have family back there? Kind of what's going on back we there? We have uh, we have quite a bit family, not only family, but I also have ministries that I've done there. Uh, after the earthquake in Haiti in 2010, I had never been to Haiti since I came here wow. in the States. And the next day we felt that uh, God was saying that you've been silent too long. And right. so we rise up and we went to the governor's office. We started uh, uh, at the time, uh, Senator McCain was alive and we went mm -hmm. to his office. We started a whole process of a Haitian disaster relief through that organization with the help of prominent people living in Chandler, like the Mike of Michael Pollack and others. We've sent over, uh, I will say, uh, $4.8 million worth of medical wow. supplies in Haiti to help. Within that time, I started an orphanage in Haiti. And so now every year we've been going to visit with the kids. It's like a crash. So we take little babies right. and these little babies, we nurse them to life. We usually keep about 32 or a little bit over that amount. Right. Um, it's, it's a gruesome thing to see when these kids come to us uh, out of the, I think the hardest one I've ever seen was the little one they brought to us that was in a field and a pig was already at her feet. Oh, trying to eat her, oh, her oh, little yeah. foot. And so when we took Anne in, we named her and took care of her very thriving young lady right now. She's really getting what, better. Is there really been a, a, a pretty good recovery now? I mean, are people, you know, I know, are people not going back to visit there? Or where are we at with that? At, at this point, you know, think about it. Uh, Haiti having been uh, one of the, the first black nation to be independent in the world. And then to where we are right now is very hard to swallow. Yeah, it's I a know. very hard pill to I swallow. Know. Whatever make that happen, we can blame anyone. We, we, just like anywhere we live, we find mm -hmm. those kinds of things. People try to blame others. But at the same time, I think it's a failure in government, a failure to okay. understand the needs of the people. Uh, because if you're not really governed with your heart and understanding the need of those who have put you in power, then you can be effective. And I think that's what's happening there. It's a lack of leadership. Is there, um, 
a Haitian community here in Chandler, Phoenix? Oh yes, there they are here. Uh, at the end, I think when they closed, uh, there was a camp in Montevideo. Okay. When they closed that, I was already here, and a, a really, really big, huge group of people came here. At the time, I was helping with Catholic services, okay. and so we they pulled me in at the table just to translate. Hmm. So my my prerogative was to make sure that everybody goes to school. That's why higher education is very important to me. Uh, so I make sure I imparted that into them. Stay in school. Go. Right now, they are making more money than me, that group. <laughs> they are doing really well, whether in Chandler, Phoenix, Tempe. They are all over. And they are really thriving. Where's a good thriving. place to eat? <laughs> There's a good place to eat. Unfortunately, I don't have a Haitian restaurant. I've been after them for years. <laughs> you have to go to my sister's church, maybe. Okay. okay. <laughs> Get some good food there. What's a staple of Haitian food? Staple of the Haitian food, uh, which is basically very close to the Southwest, and uh, and uh, I will say the Hispanic is rice and beans, okay. uh, chicken. We just prepare them, and then of course we have the French cuisine, which is a mixture of that. Okay. Then the Creole and all of that. So when our food is pretty, very vibrant, very red on colors, and the brown and all different colors like that. So uh. and then ground provisions also like the manioc and uh, yams and potatoes. And those things. Are you like a good that. cook? I think I am. My husband thinks I am. He says he enjoys my cooking. I smell throughout the house. Oh, yes. Really good. Really good. Really good smell. So, how are your uh, chances here in the upcoming election? Are you confident? I think we are winning. Okay. I think we are winning. We are in it to win it because I, I never really put my hands to the plow and pull back. Right. I'm one of those, uh, you know, who pioneer things and, and we're looking at it. At this time in Chandler, I would be the fifth woman on council wow. and the first color. Wow. Women of color, I should say. That would Is be a there a council. lot of people running? At this time, I believe we don't, we are not definite yet because okay. uh, the, okay. uh, they just the ninth Monday would be the time for us to start filing in signatures. Oh, okay. And once those signatures are filed, then we will know exactly. But uh, the last I've heard, there was about seven or eight of us. For three going seats? Going for three seats. And then how many signatures do you need to about be on a, the ballot? Uh, uh, it is a thousand. Okay. And uh, my goal was to, to get 2,000. So I'm making inroads. I have my 1,000, so I'm ready to go. Do you have an infrastructure behind you too that's helping you or is it all Absolute, just you? No, there's no way I could do that. There was a time maybe when Chandler was smaller, but now we've grown so much with right. the kind of amount of uh, uh, residents that we have. We really need to spread the word. My strategy was to go from the outside in. And so with that, I had to have people to help me rally the truth. We have quite a few people on our team well, that's helping. With the energy and the gusto, I think they definitely could you know, benefit from having you involved. Oh, absolutely. But our goal is to come in and um, make it greater okay. because it's already great, right? We can only make it greater. We right. can only help other people to thrive. Um, it, it concerns me when as a society we are growing and then we are marginalize others and then we are not taking people with us. Right. And the whole idea in... Um, really looking at uh, people themselves is to bring them along with sure. you, whether it's through education, whether it's through empowering them to become the best that they can be. Our job is to always be blessed when we are blessed to be a blessing. Right. Well, yeah. and, and I know it's you know a really great commitment to really help Chandler thrive on so many levels. Yes, it is. But I got to ask, what do you think about the national political scene and Trump and Oh, uh, what what's going on right now? Well, let me put a big, huge disclaimer out there before I start, because uh, let me explain. Chandler, we run nonpartisan. 
Okay. And and I think the founders of Chandler were really forward thinkers when they did that. Because what it does is that it just brings you in a position where you keep looking at your people's needs versus parties in order to do that. Not that we have to disregard parties because there's a place for it. Um, I think parties really make us uh, do what we say we're going to do because right. other, we have to be accountable to the people that voted us in. So it's important. In that context, I think parties are very important. Okay. Because if, if if we are keeping people accountable and pushing them to keep, when you say you're going to do this and we're going to keep you accountable to do it, that's great. But if it becomes to a point where it paralyzes us right. and we can't move forward to do anything, then it's a detrimental to us. I, and so it's not really on. working the way it was supposed to work, I think. And, and that's where I, I, I sit right now. It's, I'm sitting at a nonpartisan race. I do have my own opinion. I do have, uh, you know, what I think... You know they could do to fix everything, right. but we, we all do, right? Right. Everybody right. can think that somebody else can do better or they should do better until you are there. That's how long? The how long are the? How long is the term of a city council? Four. Person? Four years. All right. We are in for four years, and we can run two consecutive. Okay. And then after that, we have to take a break. All right. And so, so you get elected. Everything's great. What would you want your legacy to be? Um, my legacy right now would be for me that when when I move to the next level, wherever I'm going, for the people of Chandler to say that I have served them greatly. I have imparted in them. Um, I want to see children that are really going to thrive. I want to see family members that are going to really start working and doing things the right, right way. Right. I want to see neighborhoods. One of the major things for me, I've spoken with the chief of police and he told me out of the 3% of the people that they interface with, 2% is mental health issues that they are dealing with wow. as a police department. I would like to impart a, a task force that will work hand in hand with the police department and help them making it home safe and make sure that that person that they interface with also is safe. In every is there level. a lot of violence in Chandler? No, not at all. I mean, for the 32 years I've lived there, I've never felt unsafe in Chandler. But the fact is that it's, you know, we're dealing with people. Right. And when uh, you have people who have issues, mental health issues, whether it's depression, bipolar, schizophrenic activities, all kinds of things, you don't know what's going to turn. Sure. You don't know how it's going to turn and around. And it's really grooming, uh, booming, booming there. Yep, so it is, that it brings is. all kinds of Or people of from all over the place. And, and then we have a lot of businesses. I. I I love the way that the business have been thriving in Chandler. There's small business, big business, all kinds of business, but my heart truly is with the moms and pops. I love moms and pops because about people are saying 80% of them, but I'm thinking there's more than that because you have the industry of the healthcare. Right. Um, there is myself personally, I used to own about seven houses in Chandler wow. when we did assisted living home. Wow. That's my background. You were, uh, I have a bachelor in you science. You were talking nursing. to Angela that was here earlier. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, fact, I think I know that. her. <laughs> She's doing great things. I think I know her. I must right. have been one of the home, the first place that she placed wow. a patient with. Good for you. So it is important for us to realize that there is a backbone of that city. Everyone in Chandler who has big business starts starting up with a small business. Now, when you think about the grocery chains and different things like that, they started small as a family and then now they all grow. How did you get involved with long-term care? I really, you know what? Long-term care really was dropped on my lap. Um, I was working for Chandler Hospital for okay. years uh, as an RN, as a nurse. I studied actually 
Again, going back to higher education, I understand that it's whatever it means to the person. Because I studied as a CNA, I went as an LPN, I'm an RN, I got a bachelor, and I am going to get a master's. So all of that I was doing through working for Chandler Hospital. Then I did home health. I was I went to one of, of my patients on Wednesday and saw her there. Right. Sat her down, showed her her medication, did all the paperwork and everything. Came back to see her on Friday. She fell and I found her on the floor, the same place that she was when wow. I there was nobody to say no. And this, and this was like on a daily on a weekly basis. I was kind of going through kind of things like that. And then finally, one of my friends asked me and she says, well, why don't we open assisted living homes? And I'm like, assisted living home, what is that? And so she mentioned it. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of my Filipino friends who were doing that kind of thing in the right. Tempe area, right. but not in Chandler. So I said, okay, let me take a look at it. So I called the Department of Health Services, got some information. Hmm. There was an organization in Chandler at the time who was teaching people how to put those homes together. I called them and I said, and then they told me, they said, just because you're an RN, don't think you can do this because there are so many rules. Sure. The Department of Health Services will eat you with a grain of salt, you know, kind right. of thing. And I'm right. like, bring it on. <laughs> so you, um, there's a couple of things that um, I wanted to touch upon from what you said. You know, they blame a lot of tragedies in this country on mental health type issues, mm -hmm. the mass shootings and yeah. things like that. And, and the system isn't, you know, doing a good enough job to get out in front of that. How would you change that? You talked about mental health. You know, living issue. in Arizona for all these do? years, I'll tell you one thing that I was very concerned about. We did not have enough infrastructure as far as medical health. Okay. Mental health is concerned. We were we were doing great with medical, but mental health itself. I have a mom who was bipolar, and I had to deal with that on a daily basis. She was with Sympatico, then she was with. Uh, I mean, it just kept going. All these right. different organizations that kept coming around. It was lost in the shuffle, but there was no resources per okay. se. Okay. Okay. And so, how I think we can get ahead of that is to provide the resources that people need in order for them to thrive. Okay. Uh, the doctors, the psychiatrists, the nurses, the psych nurses, and all of those, they need to have access. Is that going to be expensive? Uh, everything is expensive, but I believe that if we work together in the community, a lot of time people don't try things because they think it's going to cost them. But all we need maybe is someone who have the knowledge to impart that knowledge and we don't have to spend money uh, I mean, to make it happen. But we right. need resources in people and their intelligence. There's a lot of intelligent people out there who can help. And people love to volunteer. Why don't we use that? Great point. People love to volunteer. Food bank a couple weeks ago with my daughter. Yes, and, I mean, uh, there you know. 200 people that are helping. Imagine, it was imagine if you had to hire all these people, you will never be able to do right. it. That's true. But the fact of the matter is if we put it out there, it will get filled up. People will show up. They will rise up to the occasion great. and help. You know, uh, there is no price tag on you know, saving 50, 100, 200 people that could be, you know, killed in a mass shooting because of mental health issues. Correct. Things, so, so it's important for us to stay ahead of it, like you said, because really grumbling after the fact, it doesn't make it well. Prevention. So let's find out where the issues are. If we, if someone at school, you know, we start looking, right. we're doing something really great in Chandler right now. All the, the I think it's across the board in the school system. Okay. Uh, suicide prevention. All the oh, teachers boy. now they, have to yeah. take that class 
across the board. Right. Yeah. That, so you can recognize the sign when a child is in trouble. It's tragic. And so that you can deal with it. Those kinds of things mean to say that we are at of the issue versus trying to clean it afterward. Okay. So it's important. So when Christine gets elected, mm -hmm. what do your first 90 days look like? First 90 days will be me hitting the ground like I was running. I was still running a race because I will be on the ground visiting with people, getting to know my constituent, going because we're, being, we're running at large in Chandler. Okay. So I don't have a district per se, right. even though so I belong to a district based where I live. Okay. But the people of Chandler, I will start interfacing with them immediately. The first 90 days, I am on the ground running, uh, meeting with people, going to different events, introducing myself, letting them know I'm there. Right. And that if there is anything that they need to bring to the council, let me know, let's talk about it, let's find solution. Uh, the way that I attack any problem uh, is the same way that I do it on my nursing skills, and right. I bring it to the table. We identify the problem. Okay. We implement a care plan, and in the care plan, there is always implementation of what we're going to do for that problem, which is okay. solution. And then from there, we have a goal, and then based on the goal, we give it a time frame. And when we look at the goal, and then after that, we reassess. So in the reassessment period, if that goal was not met, guess where we go back into implementation. Okay. We look at implementation. What is it that we did wrong here because there's a lot of people who keep doing the same thing and expect different results that's insanity it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and I think that's why politicians get a bad name because we are not doing this process here because if we were doing this process we would realize where we're doing it wrong and we will stop doing that right. and start doing the right thing so I uh, we were fortunate with healthier money to be tagged to help with uh, Coconino County and Yavapai County to run uh, financial education and, and help out the, a lot of the employees with educational workshops That's and, good. and ongoing uh, newsletter support, things like that, to really help uh, people get a better handle on their finances. Yeah, because you can never, you know, do it without education. I believe, you know, it, yeah. it, so it, I, I can see where certainly, uh, whether it was we had spoken with uh, uh, a woman earlier, Angela, about long-term care and the planning and getting out yes. in front of that, you have getting to. in that education process. Yeah. Do you see some type of an initiative with that happening in Chandler now? Governor Ducey, um, it's a very uh, important cause to him. They they passed that financial literacy bill that now in high school, mm -hmm. uh, you have to take essentially a classes on on home 101 economics absolutely, you know, to absolutely. graduate so. well Chandler's been ahead of it okay uh, it's not, we are not even thinking about doing it we're already doing it okay. uh, one of our councilmen I think Mark Stewart spearheaded the small business innovative center and we have a center and they partner with ASU and different one okay. of the colleges and they provide a lot of great great uh, Diana White is the uh, lady yes, that is overseeing that whole process over there I had an opportunity to go to the center and take a look at it. I mean, top-notch things, right. you know, the, the facility is beautiful. And what they do is that they bring small business startups or whatever. I was just sitting on a class about um, grants, understanding okay. why grants sure. are hard to get yeah. grants, why yeah. you need grants, and then those kinds of things in order for you to move forward. So again, going back to education, they want to bring people to the table. You have an idea, a great idea, we will empower you to move forward. And I think small business needs to take advantage of that. Because if I had that years ago, maybe I wouldn't make the mistake that I made. <laughs>
you know, right. because I didn't have, I started, uh, when you're a pioneer, it's that, you know, every day you try, you keep right. trying and you fail this one and then you leave it and you go try something else and you get on that one. How long have you one. been out of the financial? Uh, or the, the we sold our business 2015. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not saying that I'm out of it. I'm still in the industry. Sure. I teach. I okay. go to this. As a matter of fact, uh, on the 11th, I'm on a panel with the... Um, Attorney General's office oh, wow. on neglect and abuse. Yeah. So I'll be on a panel. Yeah, that. that's yeah. unfortunately so, a, a real problem. Yes, um, it is. So, what uh, do you want to leave us with? Give you know, is there anything you would like to add? What are you excited about? What do you what do you want to you see change? What you know, Phoenix is booming. Chandler's yes, it, booming. Yes, I mean, everything is you know, it booming. Seems like this whole town's under construction. Everybody with the is booming. Stuff, what I would love to um, uh, leave you with is the idea that together we are stronger. Okay. I, I truly believe that in every sense of the word. I'm not talking about parties bringing people because there will always be people that are different in right. their views and what they want and what their needs are. We can't put everybody in one basket and expect to come out with you know, everybody's going to be kumbaya and all these kinds of things. But respect is very important in the, the, you know, as we go along. And the togetherness looked at the fact that we can be a win-win situation. Every one of us can walk away with something. We don't all have to always win. Right. But we can always walk away say, this is your turn now. My turn is coming. And so that way, uh, for me, together we are stronger is very important when I sit at a table. Because I never want to leave that table unchanged or having not changed someone. Sure. And then, uh, you know, like most of the people that I've been blessed to speak with, you, you know, you're also a, a mother, yes. you know, and, yes. and uh, um, did you have to, were your kids born here in Arizona? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, my son was the first, one of the first one to be born at the uh, birthing center in General Hospital. Okay. Yes. Do you, do you, have you, have you taken the kids to Haiti? And, yeah. Unfortunately, they have not. Okay. Uh, my husband neither. Uh, because every time we try to go, there's such a coup or yeah. something. And my husband say, I look too much like an Asian. By the time I open my mouth, I'll be already gone. So right. uh, we've been really, but I go... Like I told you, since after the earthquake, I've been going every year to see right. my kids at the orphanage. Oh, Spend time with that's, them. That's yeah. My hat's off to you. Oh, so. there's some, we have our hands in a lot of things, even here. Uh, one thing I truly, truly believe in is that we, we need to produce fruit where we are planted. So in those years that I've been here, we have a ministry where we feed the homeless. That's my population that I work okay. with, uh, downtown Phoenix, right there at the shadow of the Capitol. Okay. Uh, we're on Madison and 12th Avenue. Okay, great. Uh, so they know me down there. Uh, for 17 years, we've been there, feeding the homeless, getting them out of homelessness, helping, empowering people. How do people volunteer if they want to come uh, people down would, I would. We love to have people just go on the bridge uh, foundation. The bridge foundation? Uh, the bridge foundation okay. slash FCS. FCS? Uh-huh. Okay. For the Hill Community Services. Maybe we services. can get that link up later. Yes, we will this. put okay. it on there and get them. We need people every Sunday morning we're there. We're there at 6 a.m. Whether it's rain or shine, we're down there. I don't realize, I don't think people truly realize the power of volunteering. No, they what don't. What it can mean. And, yes. And, you know, I took my kids down recently to the food bank. And, yeah. you know, they were doing things for the food bank, but it's them walking away feeling good. It, it, it's it's never, it's never a one way. Actually, we get more out of it. I, I remember I tell people all the time, what really grounded me into that belief is the fact that when the market crashed, right. you know, we were riding high and then all of a sudden we went to bed on Monday and then by Tuesday Major morning, reset, right? <laughs> it was like, 
whoa, where do we go from here? What do we do? But I never failed to go down there every Sunday morning and feed, and feed the homeless. Oh, and oh, every yeah. time I was down there, it was almost like it was coming back at me again. And I just got draw my strength on it. And I just said that I will never give up. I'm gonna keep going. And I keep imparting that into those people that were there. I had a story to tell. Um, of, of begin new beginnings and then well, they identified and a lot of those stories when you talk to you know people that are in that situation mm -hmm. just they're they're just like me and you yep they do. something they happened are. you know maybe there was a uh, you know financial problem or they lost you their job it. or they got sick i mean you know i've seen doctors prof uh, professors uh children uh, ki i mean husband and wives everyday people every day just one paycheck away well, I think if you can add that sense of, you know, like you talked about before, volunteering, getting involved, yep. being active, yep. giving, you know, you don't have to give your money, but you can give certainly your, give your, your time. time. And you keep know. smiling. Yeah. Uh, th this world is so hard right, right now. People need to just keep smiling because right. that itself is so hard that, with the handshakes yeah, and the coronavirus. You know? but yeah, just smile. Just smile. It's, it's, it's effective. You know, just so. keep smiling. Be open. And that way you change somebody's uh, day by just smiling at them. It's important. Well, on that note, Christine Ellis, who will be one of our future Chandler congressmen. That's for sure. And That's good for luck sure. To you. It's christine2020.com. And uh, our Facebook is Christine Ellis 2020. Okay. And so go to the website, support, do whatever you can to help. Hey, I'm on a money, healthy money show, so we need money. <laughs> well, your passion and enthusiasm is contagious. So, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. It would be silly if uh, if you didn't get that position. Because well, I believe the people of Chandler will. Great energy. The people so, of Chandler will. They know right. what's best for them. Well, Pat Brand from Healthier Money, thanks for listening today. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call or, or tap into the link below here. And uh, more importantly, have a healthier money day. And remember, Christine, and the election plans coming up, let's, let's get her and her energy involved in this great state. Thank you. All right.